in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. We are live in the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. Hey, the internet works today. Yeah. Thanks, Charter. Let's go. One out of five ain't bad. Hashtag Spectrum sucks. Uh, missed yesterday's program because of the Spectrum outage in the area. I ruined somebody's day yesterday. <laughs> they went home and told their wife, there is a hillbilly somewhere in them Mare mountains in North Carolina. He is a jerk. It only makes sense. Yep. It only makes I mean, it's, it's, it's the way things are but uh we are live in full effect here in the ingles studio on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 we are heard everywhere on the iheart radio app seen everywhere on youtube go to the sportocracy.com click the live video link subscribe to the channel and uh, don't forget to join us in the chat and today it was supposed to be yesterday but next day works too this is a little bit different of a mock draft because I have the odds and he has the evens. Mm-hmm. So you don't just get me. You get what he thinks too. That's right. We're going to split it up. Jeremy will take the odd numbered picks. I will take the even numbered picks. We will negotiate trades back and forth and see what we can come up with for the 2023 NFL draft order. We will be covering every pick of the NFL draft live in the sportsocracy, in the Ingalls studio, and it will be solely seen on YouTube. So go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel. And it may be, we have not fully nailed this down yet, it might be an event that you're able to attend live in person with us. It may be the beautiful road show for the sportsocracy for the NFL draft. So we'll just, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on that. And uh, it is... Oh, but what? Two weeks away. Two weeks from today. Two weeks, four hours and 56 minutes until it's draftmas time, we boys have the, and girls. We have the final three-round mock drafts, team by team, going out on the channel tonight after this program. And then tomorrow, we will start putting out Jeremy's A-plus mock drafts, team by team, all seven rounds, what it would look like if your guy fell to you. And those are uh, in a vacuum, so you'll see some players more than once. This is who's visited you, who have I heard you're in on. Uh, those are those are real in deep for you, uh, little aspiring draft nerds that, uh, that that are as all in on the draft as we are. Uh, Patrick Holt already says he'll come up for the draft if we have it live somewhere. Sloan Jordan says he'll make the two-hour drive as well. I feel like this is the path, and we knew that was going to be the response. Yeah, we. here's the thing. We were 99% done with this anyway, and uh, we just wanted to make sure that we wouldn't be there all <laughs> by ourselves. And, of course, even if you're not in the YouTube uh, stream in the comment section, you will be invited as well. Again, we'll give you the details on that should that take place. But regardless, we will have full coverage of each and every pick of the NFL draft on the YouTube stream. Let's get into it here. The... Uh, 
last live mock draft before draft day here in the sportsocracy. Jeremy has the odd picks. I have the even picks. So with the number one pick, it's the easiest pick in the draft. The Carolina Panthers traded up to one. They will take. Wait, I, I draft. There we go. I was about to say, there's no way you're not hitting your stupid little button because you're a big fan of that button. Yeah, I do love the button. It's Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. I am now officially, this is, I feel like it's election night, and I can officially declare that the number one pick has been settled, and we're ready to call it. It is Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers. Vegas is uh, is is staking a lot on this. Is the the odds right now are, are what minus three sixty? Yes, for Bryce Young to go number one overall to the Panthers. Bryce I'm, Young's the number one pick. I have almost no doubt of that. I could not be happier about this pick for Carolina because I do believe he's the better quarterback, and I'm I'm just glad to hear that the size was not going to be as big of a factor as we thought it would be when Carolina first traded up to a number one. Well, I mean, and the, the thing that's the, the thing that I have long said, and now I, I almost feel like I've been vindicated is I have told anybody that will listen. If you're watching the two of them on tape and you don't see that Bryce Young's better than CJ Stroud, I cannot help you. Now, if you get spooked off by the, the, the size or you get scared or whatever. Okay. But now, if you're telling me just straight prospect for prospect that C.J. Stroud's better than Bryce Young, I don't. I, you and I have nothing further to talk about because it's that it's just not what the tape bears out. And I feel like Carolina did that thing that smart franchises do. They went up, going, "Okay, we we're we're seventy percent done. We know there's a quarterback that will be a franchise quarterback for us, and will be better than what we had. Maybe they were." torn between Bryce and, and CJ. And when they got up there, everything for the last month has steered into Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. The betting markets got lively about CJ Stroud. That has dwindled off, and, and now we're here. And when they come up to pick in the uh, second round at number 39, I would imagine that would be a spot spot for a wide receiver. If it were me, that's what I would do. Because if you I can get this, one there, which I'm not. Right. I, I, it depends on who's still available. not as easy as it sounds. It depends on who's still available, but but that's what I would be trying to do because I'm good with this team. I'm good with this team the way it's constructed. You give me C.J. Stroud, give him a weapon with that second pick or the third-round pick or what, whatever you need to do to give him another weapon. You just brought in Adam Thielen, DJ Shark, Miles Sanders is your running back. The offensive line is good. Now you look at this team and go, Frank Wright can turn that into a winner. Maybe not immediately, but eventually, I believe they can get it done. I, I feel like cooler heads prevailed, and now you've gotten to the place that you should have gotten, and and good for Carolina fans. This is, to me, that's the, it's the best quarterback prospect you've ever had. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans pick second overall. I have the evens, so I I gotta sound this out. I'm gonna be I'm I'm real intrigued to see where you go here. So Houston CJ Stroud is sitting right here for Houston to take. But I, I really am starting to believe that they will not take a quarterback. And if it were up to me, I don't think I would either. Ooh. Here here's my rationale. Ooh. Here's my rationale for this. So, Houston is not going to compete for anything right now. What we're, what we're hearing is that they're not sold on C.J. Stroud. They're not huge fans of C.J. Stroud. Nope. 
don't really know what the future could be. I'll with go ahead him. and tell you if it's a quarterback, everything I've been told is it will not be CJ Stroud. Right. So do they go with Anthony Richardson? Do they that take, is the one that it would be if it's not, if they do take a quarterback. Right. Do they take a big gamble at number two with a guy that may or may not ever pan out to be it's a, risk. a superstar? It's a risk for sure. Here's the thing. I'm going to be in this quarterback class next year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be right in the thick of it because even with what I've done in the offseason, which ain't great. No, the Houston Texans really love just finding every old dude that will take a check and go, Robert Woods, you want to come here too? You haven't been good in forever here. Take money. We want to give it right. to you. Right. I'm picking in the top five at, at worst or at best, I guess, next year. I'm going to be in the quarterback class. I may not get Drake Young. or I, I mean, I, I may not get Drake May. I may not get Caleb Williams. You will. But maybe I'll get Quinn Ewers. No matter what you do with C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans are picking the top five next year. I agree. That, and that's my opinion, and, and I firmly believe that's their opinion. I agree. We will be in the top five no matter what we do. So I don't believe in C.J. Stroud if I'm the Houston Texans. That's what they're. That's what they're telling us. I'm not taking a big gamble on Anthony Richardson at two. So at number two, I get the guy who is um, thought by many to be the number one prospect in this draft and probably the closest thing to a can't-miss prospect, as much as Jeremy hates that term. I'm taking Will Anderson. Hey, he only made it through one pick hitting his stupid little button. Oh, yeah. That that was not me saying hit it. If you hit ah. No, that is a that is a Draftmas Day present, and we do not get thirty one of those until Draftmas. All right, uh, Houston Texans take Will Anderson, the Look, edge rusher out of uh, out of Alabama, and and I feel like I feel like this was smoke at first because Houston's been letting anybody that would that would listen know since the draft process started. We're not dead set that we're taking quarterback. I thought that was a little bit of smoke, thinking somebody might move up. And then the further that it's gone, the more it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this, this is now no longer smoke. And there is a, I, I think a better than, I think a better than zero, better than zero chance that Will Anderson's pick it too. I think there's a better than forty percent chance. I would, that, I, I would agree <laughs> that he's the pick it too. I, I would agree because if you're looking at this draft going, there's not a second franchise quarterback, which some teams feel that way. Mm-hmm. Some teams feel there's only one, and it's C.J. Stroud. I mean, there are a lot of different iterations of how this goes. If that's where you're at, and you know this team is that bad, then why would you force it? Why would I take a guy with the second pick, knowing I've got D'Amico Ryans, whose defense is predicated on being able to get after quarterbacks, why would I not just go get the edge rusher? Mm -hmm. Now, you said can't miss. You know that irritates me. I do. There's no such thing as can't miss. Andrew Luck's probably the closest that I've ever had, and guess what? missed Mm -hmm. there are a lot of factors uh but will will anderson's the safest player in this draft and it's really not all that close so i I definitely understand why houston would look at this and just go you know what i'm taking a cornerstone piece for the future knowing that i'll have a chance at a quarterback next year and that's a little three-dimensional chess i'm not gonna lie but it's it, it has definitely become much more possible so, if Houston takes Will Anderson at two, then that means the floodgates can open up for trade offers at number three, right? Uh, yes, I'm the Arizona Cardinals, and I am actively having a fire sale to anyone that will take the call. 
the problem that I've had is I don't know who that's going to be. Everybody talks about Tennessee. We've talked about Tennessee. Do you realize how much that's going to cost? You're going to give up 11. You'll give up your one next year. You're probably going to have to give up either a two this year, a two next year, or a future two. Mm -hmm. That is a ton of draft capital to get a quarterback that you don't really have anything around right now anyway. Okay. So so. could they do it? Sure. I don't know that I would. Mm -hmm. So you're the new GM of the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. and you're going to get a text from the team sitting at number six, the Detroit Lions. Since I own that pick, I will send that text, and I will say, hey, what would you think about switching places in the first round here? And I'll give you the second round pick at 48, mm-hmm. and I'll give you 81 at three in the third round. Mm-hmm. Would you do the deal? Do you want to move down? You get to stay inside the top six. You still got a chance at a really good player here. Gain a little draft capital. And Detroit gets to move up. I do, and I've called around. Tennessee's not willing to pay my price. They tried to undercut me. So, yeah, I'm going to take two day two picks for for you. to. to, I, I move down to six, and you get up to three. Yep. All right, so now that I made the trade, do I get to make a pick? Yeah. All right, so I'm trading up to three, and guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take C.J. Stroud. This is becoming more and more of a possibility, and it's with the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions. Not because they don't feel like that that they're in win-now mode. You're not going to get another shot at a quarterback. Exactly. Now you're at 130% of value is what it has cost to trade into the top five to get a quarterback. It's been that way for two decades. You're getting this for basically what the pick's worth. You give up a two, you give up a three, you go up and get your guy, you still have a first-round pick at 18. Mm -hmm. The Seattle Seahawks will call, the Detroit Lions will call, and if it gets to this point where no one will meet their astronomical need, then I could see Detroit going up there, getting C.J. Stroud, going, we're good with Jared Goff. Jared's the he's the starter for a year. We're good there. We can get out of that contract in a year. And C.J. Stroud takes over, and now we've got this franchise in place for the next 10 years. Right. Because as this team is constituted right now, in the next four to five years, will I have any shot at getting a top quarterback? Tony Turntable on our YouTube comments said hit the button. You're, I, I've been overruled. It, it, Okay, all right. Uh, So at number three, the Detroit Lions after the trade with the Arizona Cardinals. We'll take C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. I thought the computer was being my friend there. (laughs) I mean, it just, it, it makes all the sense in the world if you can make it make sense because the Lions and the Seahawks both got here because teams made win now moves. You get an extra pick, and hey, guess what? Both of your rosters are better than the team that you traded away from. Mm hmm. I don't love any of these defensive prospects to come in right away if I'm Detroit. Not worth, They're not worth the sixth pick. Tyree Wilson is not worth the sixth pick. He would not be the sixth pick in any draft I've ever evaluated except the one that shall not be named because they were all dreadfully awful. Mm-hmm. And so I get the chance to go lock myself into a quarterback. I know I'm set. I've got Dan Campbell. I've got all these pieces. I- I'm okay. I'm a, I have that pick at 18 that I can dress, address a piece on my defense, and that's what I would be planning on doing if I had that pick, but I have the mm-hmm. evens, or I have the odds. You have the evens. Right. 
Detroit makes the get makes the trade for the quarterback, and that team is now set up because you're not going to have a chance at a top quarterback in any other class for the coming future. Jared, because you're too good. Jared Goff is fine for now, mm-hmm. and he's a perfect bridge, but he's not my long-term solution, or at least I don't think he should be. No, and this is how easy it is to completely throw the draft into pandelirium because Houston goes, I'm not sold on a quarterback. Not because I don't love him, but because I have better options next year. Detroit and Seattle don't have that. Mm-hmm. So this is like 155. The bar is closing. And, well, I mean, you know, we've been talking and you're cute. Like, I'm cute. Let's, all right. That's the way it's going to go. So now Indianapolis is sitting at four to make their pick in the 2023 NFL draft. And I think they're happier than uh, many would think they would be. But this also triggers a second action. I'll tell you what that is after the break. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. At Ingles, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, We'll be right there, cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingles, we're with you every step of the way. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Kai? I'm, I, I, four locos? I, I can't do four locos. <laughs> I can. Let's go. <laughs> I can't do. If a Jeremy's logo. life has shown anything, uh, and if you're wondering what we're talking about in the chat, they're throwing out what uh, tanks should consume for our live draft coverage. Uh, four locos would be uh, that would be a one and out for Tank, and then he might die. And then it would be Jeremy for. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty six picks, just by myself. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. <laughs> we'll have all of the coverage of the picks right here in the Sportsocracy. For all three days of the draft, two weeks from today. Shirley Temples, that's what Stephen Tao said. Way more tank speed. What is, oh, that's the non-alcoholic. Yeah, it's got grenadine and, it's grenadine and Sprite. Yeah. Uh, Soaring Eagle in with a super chat. Oh, and it's just that simple. I'm your huckleberry. He says, how about this? Arizona pick swaps with Tennessee and send uh, D-Hop instead of all that later capital plus no arizona shot. can take jackson smith and jigba or quentin johnston with the new pick no shot deandre hopkins is not worth more than a four or five if you want up there 
you're going to have to give what that pick is worth because you got to understand this draft is really thin at the top. So for Arizona, this is kind of the same thing I said about Chicago. I don't want to come down if I don't have to. I, now, I feel like they're targeting a player. That's a pick for you, so we'll see if you are in the same headspace that I am. I'm not trading out of that unless I'm getting 100% of what this pick is worth. Mm-hmm. And that's just – this is not where you're at. So uh, I, I don't think Tennessee – I don't think Tennessee would be willing to meet the price, which is how Detroit and Seattle get involved at not a value, but a value compared to what we've done over the years. Sloan Jordan says I'm the type to drink an apple teeny and then try to convince everybody how good it is. Correct. 100%. I'm actually shocked I've never seen you do that. Never never had one. Never had an apple teeny. And that, boys and girls, is what a lie sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> now, you give me some frozen drinks? Let's do some frozen oh, drinks. Oh, yeah. You're the, I ordered a blender drink at a bar guy. 100%. Oh, you're the worst. Give me a pina colada. Let's go. If it's more than two syllables, you're doing it wrong. Beer. Fireball. End of message. Repeat the line. Jaeger. Also good. It's also good on the not as good when it winds up on the sidewalk after tank drinks it. Either, yeah, so that's I'm that's more your problem than mine. That. All right, let's uh, move on here. Number four pick in the NFL draft. I got the evens. Jeremy's got the odds, and it's time for the Indianapolis Colts to make their pick at four. I, you know, it's Will Levis. There's no, there's no chance to me that this pick is not Will Levis. I would agree, and and Vegas is basically trying to tell you that. Because he is just low enough that you're not making a crazy amount of it, and they're getting so much value on Anthony Richardson right now that they don't care. Mm-hmm. I will keep the, this is one of those times that that Vegas will just mess with you, of oh, but the odds say, mm-hmm. and then you have to look at the weight, and the weight is telling me they don't care. They're going to make their money on Anthony Richardson, who I think I, I don't think the Colts have any interest in unless mm-hmm. all three quarterbacks are gone. I would agree, and I don't see a path to that. Indianapolis has been eerily quiet does that not strike you as odd you've had all this potential movement in front of them and they just sat back like no you know we're just doing, we're doing stuff oh we really want anthony richardson but somebody i really like you to know that so if you want him you'd trade up to get him at three maybe tennessee that's in my same division mm-hmm. hey we really want him you should go get him no i think they've been in on will levis the whole time yep he is a more pro-ready quarterback right now if Anthony Richardson plays the snap this year, you did it wrong. Will Levis can come in right now with that offense. You run the ball really well. You've got a big receiver in Michael Pittman that I think would be his bestest little friend. And I just think he's a much more developed prospect right now. Indianapolis needs a quarterback right this second. Not, hey, well, maybe D sits behind somebody for two years. Who's he going to sit behind? Right. Sam Ellinger or Gardner Minshew? Yeah, I've, I really struggle to believe that. They need a quarterback right now, yes. and Will Levis is a quarterback right now. I get that some people don't like him to the to the same level that I do, but he's still got just an absolute cannon arm, and he didn't have much around him with the uh, with the the Kentucky Wildcats last year. So Will Levis goes at four to the Indianapolis Colts. That puts the Seattle Seahawks on the clock at five. Or. How, and I just realized this is my pick, and I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to. If I'm Seattle, the the defensive prospect, I'm either going Tyree Wilson 
I really want Will Anderson, but mm-hmm. I'm at the same point that we were just talking about the Lions being. Is he really worth this pick at five? I'm not going to be here again. Is Tyree Wilson going to be the best player on a really good defense? The answer to me is probably no. I mean, he's got high-end pass rushing skills, but there's not really anybody to take the pressure off of him. I mean, I like Jamal Adams. Hit your stupid button. I don't I, – and I hate that I somehow boxed myself into this corner. All right, the pick is in at number five. Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they believe that – or the thought would be was we Do turned... you have a shot at a quarterback again? No, not really. As long as Geno Smith can continue to do what he did last year, are you going to have a shot at a quarterback this good again? This good? This good. With this kind of high side. Not this kind of high side, no. Because I really think about how John Schneider and Pete Carroll and this franchise have looked at quarterbacks. I need you to be a game manager. You're just mobile enough. You keep everything in line. I never take corners in the first round. I've also never had a shot at a quarterback. Mm-hmm. on this high side anthony richardson has i mean he's got a cannon arm he's really hyper athletic probably the most athletic quarterback that's ever come into the nfl and now i'm going to give him dk metcalf and tyler lockett for the long haul mm-hmm. hmm. there's and there's there's certainly a, a a path where this makes all the sense in the world the biggest the biggest knock on anthony richardson has been his lack of accuracy does seattle think that they can make him not as accurate, maybe, because I don't think there's going to be another much of another window for uh, Geno Smith to complete 70% of his passes. I want you to think about something I'm getting ready to say. Geno Smith has been in Seattle for a handful of years now. Mm-hmm. His biggest knock is he was not accurate. Inside of 15 yards, he was not accurate. I've seen this kid since he was at West Virginia because we're practically the same age. He was accurate coming out. He got into the league. The mechanics went in the toilet and he could not hit that five yard out with the jets it was maddening well seattle figured out a way i'm not telling you that anthony richardson's going to come in here in in seattle in three years from now he's an all pro i don't think he has to this is going to be the same build they had with russell wilson on steroids and i don't have to do anything for two years seattle i would argue right now is the second or third best team in the nfc it's Philadelphia, San Francisco, them, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think there's anybody even in that discussion. Maybe the Lions. Hmm. That's it. I'm going to make the playoffs because I showed up and put my uniform on the right, the, the right direction. Okay. So I can take the risk here. And if it blows up in my face, it blows up in my face. This, this pick, the only thing that this can change is it can make the Russell Wilson trade the worst in NFL history to such a point that nobody ever touches it. Mm-hmm. Because I've already crushed it. If they drafted Uncle Rico at five, still the worst trade in NFL history. And the more I hear this, the more I think that that is sneaking into their head a little bit of, you know, we're, I mean, and Pete Carroll said this. We've never had a shot at a quarterback like this, and we're probably never going to have a shot at it again. Mm-hmm. So if he falls there at five, there's no Will Anderson on the board. Don't be shocked if that's their pick. All right, there's your path. Four quarterbacks inside the top five. Bryce Young at one to Carolina. C.J. Stroud to Detroit at three. Indianapolis takes Will Levis. And then Seattle 
takes Anthony Richardson out of Florida, the only non-quarterback taken at number two by the Houston Texans. And now we're done with quarterbacks. There, there, there shan't be another quarterback, at least. I don't think so. No. Unless you do something really off the board. No. There will not be another quarterback in this draft. It is the final live mock draft, first round only, uh, here in the sportsocracy before draft day, two weeks from today. On draft day, we will give you the final entry for at ESPN draft nerd Jeremy Green into the media contest. And this year I'm going to win it. We shall I'm going see. full Matt Hasselbeck. I want the ball, and I'm going to score. All right, at number six, the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock after trading down with the Detroit Lions. Jeremy will make the pick next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 in the middle of our last live NFL mock draft before draft day, two weeks from today. Jeremy and I are trading off picks. He's doing the odds. I'm doing the evens. My my draft Miss Carol uh, uh, EP will be out next week. Just sixteen of the greatest draftmas bangers you've ever heard in your life. Sixteen, sixteen draftmas bangers. It's a lot. I saw mommy kissing drafty claws. <laughs> banger. Uh, we're up to the number six pick in the draft. Originally, this was uh, the Detroit Lions pick, but I traded up to three with Arizona to take C.J. Stroud. Now, we'll let Jeremy make the pick with the Arizona Cardinals at six. Well, for Arizona, you just have a real – you have missed on a ton of guys on that defense. And you just brought in a coach that's – I mean, you're playing the long game. Kyler Murray probably misses half the year, so I really don't care what you do. You're the worst team in this division. There's no player in this draft that's going to fix that. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'm – I'm playing the the long game of 
I need players that really fit what Jonathan Gannon wants to do. And that's why I didn't want to trade any further than, than six, because there's a chance that if I got into 11, I'm not going to get that guy. I'm not going to get that guy. Right. So I'm, I'm here at six and I'm going to take the best corner on the board. And that guy's name, hit your button. Is Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. There has been some there's been some rumor that Devin Weatherspoon is actually passing guys on people's boards. I'm not so sure I believe that. Mm-hmm. People have been too adamant that Christian Gonzalez is the one. And and I think for this system, he's the one. He would come in and be your number one corner immediately. You lost Byron Murphy to the Vikings. There's a whole lot of Marco Wilson back there right now. And I want you to think about who you're going up against in your own division. Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 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 Got lots of weapons in that division, and this is, a, again, this is a piece that you can start building on the defense, and that's, uh, you know, it's Jonathan Gannon's forte, if you will. He's, and look, I like Gonzalez a lot. He, it, it, everybody says he only had one high-level year of tape. I, know, I could actually say that about Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez was good. He was just on a horrid Colorado tape that made it look like he wasn't as good as he is. Yep. And then he goes to Oregon, starts getting more pub. I can understand why that's a drawback for some. some well, I mean, folks. there's a reason that, that Oregon prioritized him when he was in the transfer portal because they saw a, a raw talent. He's freakishly athletic, mm-hmm. and they saw a raw talent that was worth going to get. And in that system, he was phenomenal. Uh, Joseph Oston in the uh, in the YouTube comments uh, just joining us and said that uh, he's a Lions fan and he thinks that them trading up to three to get C.J. Stroud is ridiculous. I, and I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't understand why you're saying that. Uh, Jared Goff is going to age like a dairy product. So, I mean, th- for me – this is your taking capital that you've already won that trade. Mm-hmm. The Detroit Lions have already won the Matthew Stafford trade to me. Yeah. Because that roster is set up nicely. Here's the other thing I keep hearing when I talk to people about the Lions. How many young guys is too many? Uh, you just brought in a bunch of veterans in your secondary. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could keep throwing 22, 23, 24-year-old guys in your front seven. That might work out long-term. There's a lot of in the air yep. with this draft class. Yep. Detroit, go get the quarterback while you can because you're not going to have another chance to do it. And and I'll be honest with you, had Jalen Carter not gone completely off the rails, that's not what you would have done. Now you're making chicken salad out of chicken excrement. Mm-hmm. At number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. Jeremy, it's an odd, so you're on the clock again. This one is tough for me because Christian Gonzalez is who I really wanted. So now the question is, am I okay taking the second best corner in this class? And yeah, I think I am. Hit your little button. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State. I like seeing him go this high in the draft. You know I love him as a prospect. How does he he fit in with what uh, Patrick Graham wants to put together? Well... I feel like he needs to be rounded off. I've I've said that before. I feel like he does certain things very well, and some of it he's going to have to learn how to play in the NFL. This is a bit of a trial by fire, and I'm going to say this for the umpteenth thousandth time. 
do you not think that when Jimmy Garoppolo signed with the Raiders, there wasn't a, hey, we're not putting another rookie behind you? Hey, you know that Trey Lance thing that's been an absolute nightmare for you for the last two years? Yeah, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Also, Josh McDaniels, was there were were reports all offseason. They wanted to fire him. They just didn't have the money to do it. Now, do I believe that? No, not really. But if that's the case, why would I allow that guy to draft my quarterback of the future? That's why I can't see the Raiders moving up. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense to me. For me, I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to take the best defensive player. And, I mean, I would like to trade down. I'm going to level you. There's probably 24 of the 32 teams that would like to trade down from where they're sitting. Mm -hmm. And three of them don't pick until midday two or later. Who would be clamoring to get up to seven, though? With Nobody. What's, with what's left on the board. Nobody. I mean, there's there's a player that I, the high side is really tantalizing, and, and I go back to the to the Lions with that. There's a player that I would really have considered taking. I also really, if I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss on quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss on something that can make me a Super Bowl contender, not miss on a guy who but my best comp to him is a player that you've already had. Right. At number eight, the, the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. Indeed. I've got the eighth pick. Atlanta has been trying to find a pass rusher forever. I mean, and they have whiffed at every step of the way. Vic Beasley sticks oh. out of the line. Oh, that was an awful pick. Right. Didn't they also take like O'Shane Zimini's one year and oh, yeah, but tra- that was late, That's- right? But but what I'm saying is, is like you have you have taken your shot at edge rusher and you've missed every time. This might be an opportunity for you to go down that path. So at number eight, the Atlanta Falcons will take Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. I was curious if you were going to do that. You're not as fond of him as I I'm am. I'm not as fond of him. You're right. I, you know, I just he's a good player. I don't know that I would go that. I just I was trying to figure out anything else that makes more sense. Oh, there's not anything there. No. I mean, you take Jalen Carter, but I'm. I, I just don't feel like you're doing that. Well, because you don't have to. I mean, now defensive tackle is really not a need for you. Mm-hmm. So why would I take a guy that could completely bust out of the NFL? It wouldn't. It, it, the more I hear about Jalen Carter, the more scared on him I get. I want to put him in a very specific spot, and it's not Atlanta. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I I wouldn't might I would not hate it if that's who you were taking right there. If Tyree Wilson's not on the board, I get it. I I I one hundred percent get it. Four quarterbacks go in the top five. Somebody's gonna fall. I'm also looking at Atlanta, going, I, I, I it would be nice to have a prospect like Jalen Carter, but does he help me? Does he help me the most win this year? Because I got a chance at this division. Mm-hmm. I got, I, I got a chance. You know, Derek Carr comes out and he's not as great as uh, we want him to be with New Orleans. Atlanta's right in the thick of the talk of the uh, of the division. And, and now, do we believe that's going to happen? No, but you have to remember, uh, front offices are delusional as well. Yeah. So Tyree, I had to say that for the Saints fans that say I, I hate them for some reason. So Tyree Wilson, we're standing him up in the 3-4? 
You can. I, I think Tyree Wilson can do a little bit of everything. So then you have Caden Ellis, uh, Ebikati that you drafted last year, and Tyree Wilson mm-hmm. to rotate around in that pass rushing spot. I think he does more for this team now than Jalen Carter, I guess just being used sporadically with Garrett. Jalen Carter is a better player. He's also much riskier. And right. that's and I'm going to level with you. That's with me straight up telling you there is some bust potential with, with Tyree Wilson. It's a lot of projection. But if we're right and you look at the high side and, and how good he can be, I mean, he was on a terrible Texas Tech team mm-hmm. in a conference that everybody scores. So, I mean, there's the, the raw of him is, is very intriguing. And I think Atlanta's a nice fit. Yep. Number nine, the Chicago Bears. This is, uh, of course, the pick that once belonged to the Carolina Panthers who moved up to number one. What will the Chicago Bears do? Jalen Carter, he's been in for like 18 visits, I think, with him. So this might be the spot where you find him. Coming up next, Jeremy will make the pick for the Bears. The siren song of the sea beckons with a bounteous treasure and a desire that must be fulfilled. Here's your seafood order, Mr. Willems. Well, did you get me a wild sashimi tuna? Yes, sir. And my Charleston crab cake, bourbon salmon, and wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa? It's all in the bag. At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Here Every Friday... Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. We are two weeks away from the 2023 NFL Draft, and we're in the midst of our final live mock draft before draft day here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Jeremy's got the odd picks. I got the even picks. We're sitting at number nine, the Chicago Bears. What will they do? This is the hardest pick I've had so far because there's a player that is no doubt the best of the bunch. Mm -hmm. But do I want to do that? I would say I don't don't know. Do you? Do you want to? Jalen Carter, defensive tackle out of Georgia. No! I mean, I I like Jalen Carter, no doubt. I'm I'm looking around Chicago now going, you invested money. You invested money into the defense to have leaders that you could take a swing like this. Because, look, he's the best player left, and it's not even kind of close. Do I love this fit for him? Not as much as I would love him with the next uh, with Philadelphia at 10. But I do love this fit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's the be- fact or fiction, he's the best player on this defense immediately. Oh, yeah. Name me the player on this defense that's better than Jalen Carter right now. You don't have one. That's my point. 
and I feel like Chicago moved down here. If there was somebody, I mean, I considered Paris Johnson a lot, but I just, I couldn't get on board with it. Not because I don't like the fit. I just couldn't take him over Jalen Carter. I mean, do you, you're the Georgia guy. You tell me if I'm wrong here. Jalen Carter is a freak on the football field. I don't think there's any question to that. My question becomes in the off the field stuff. And if I'm the Chicago Bears, I don't know, do I feel good enough about my culture that I can take a guy like Jalen Carter and just make it work? Take the risk of him flaming out or getting in trouble or whatever it be? I had had it in my mind that Philadelphia is is the place for him. So Philadelphia is the place be, that I think he has the highest upside. Right. This would be just disastrous <laughs> for Philadelphia. Not that they don't have any other options, but I think that's I think in their heart of hearts that's what they want to do. I I, I mean Philadelphia's the best case scenario for them is that uh, Jalen Carter's there at ten. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to, and now what do you do? And now at number 10. Um, well, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Jalen Carter has just come off the board. And I don't, I don't really I don't really know what I want to do here, but actually, you know what I do? I do know what I want to do. It's B. John Robinson. Oh, I, okay. I did not see that coming. Every, every mock draft that I have done, looking at Philadelphia, it either ends up being Jalen Carter or a tackle that I can take for the future, which would get some playing time right now somewhere on the line. Peter Skaronsky is the one that I have been putting with them more than anything. Because that line's going to get older and I need, I'm going to need a replacement at some point. But then Bijan Robinson is, as you said, or you have said, he's your number one player on the board. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, what's the one thing that I do more than anything else? Run, Run the ball. the damn ball. Oh, I understand. Am I it. pushing forward with Rashad Penny as my superstar or quote-unquote superstar? No. Oh, I fully understand why you just did this. I'm a little surprised that you did it. But for why? Oh, well, just, you know, because people lose their minds about running backs, and mm-hmm. and and I get it. He's the best player in this draft. But if he I'm and Will f- Anderson are the two best players in this draft, I don't think it's debatable. And I can understand that in the, in the scenario of most teams. But the Philadelphia Eagles are not most teams. They don't have many holes. They don't have many places where I've got a real need to fill. I can take the risk on a running back. I don't care about the running back in the first round thing. Oh, I certainly care about it. I just don't care about it in I, – I, I don't care about it as much with – I don't just care about it as much Philadelphia for one because this is a pick you got from New Orleans for basically free. And, and I mean, I know New Orleans Saints fans don't like to hear that, but it, it, that trade didn't make any sense to me when you did it. It makes even less sense to me now. And so when I say house money, people, they, they gristle at that. But it's it's really true. Mm-hmm. It's really true. Uh, and we have one of these 
if you're watching on the YouTube stream, apologies. The, uh, the, the screen for some reason, just completely locked up. The Chicago bears took Jalen Carter at nine, which forced Philadelphia to go into scramble mode. Some of you got to watch our uh, mouse move, but you didn't hear us actually say anything. <laughs> we're, we're working on fixing that for the long term. Right, so the Chicago Bears take Jalen Carter at 9, then Philadelphia comes up at 10. No Jalen Carter on the board. They'll take B. John Robinson. Uh, and then we have one of these. I'm your Huckleberry. From our, our buddy uh, Bob Brown, who said Philadelphia trades 10, uh, along with two more, uh, a first and New Orleans second next year for Brian Burns in 39. That seems like an overpay to me, but in this draft, I get it. Would I hate it if they did something like that? No. I don't think Carolina would even acknowledge you. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't. If they were going to trade Brian Burns, they would have done that a year ago. Now they're looking at this division going, Tom's gone. Now it's we got to beat Derek Carr. Um, okay, yeah. yeah, we're all in. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that premise makes sense. I, I understand what you're doing there. And don't be shit. We, we did this last year. You had Marquise Brown and A.J. Brown traded in the first round last year. Don't be shocked if that happens again. Because there are, the thing that I'm afraid of is that you're not going to have teams that are willing to part with players for the unknown quantities that you're going to get in this draft. But, uh, Bob, I, I like where your head's at. Yep. And it's just that simple. You just you super chat them out there, and they become topics like that. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, our final live mock draft before draft day in two weeks sports center updates coming up next we roll on and pick up at number 11 with the tennessee titans after that he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets It is ESPN Asheville. You are in the Sportsocracy live from the Ingalls studio, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 on the terrestrial signal. You can also take us everywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app and watch us as well on YouTube. All you got to do is go to the sportsocracy.com, click the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get the live alerts, especially you'll need that for two weeks from today when it will be. 2023 NFL draft night seven hours of commercial free draftmas uh and Stan 031 in our YouTube chat asked a really good question that I want to go back and touch on mm -hmm. if the Eagles really want Carter do you think they trade up to save him with the Raiders that's a possibility that is a the only team I see trading up for for, for Jalen Carter would be the Eagles because they have the infrastructure to handle all of these things that's yeah. a really veteran laden defense yeah I just I mean, where's the backlash going to come? If it, if it does not work out, is Howie yeah. Roseman in danger? Uh, oh, no. Right. I, yeah. I, no, that's uh, – we were saying the same thing. You just said it in a weird way that I didn't understand. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm just I'm, – I'm going down the path of if this doesn't work, what's the backlash? Well, I, I mean, we took a swing and we missed, but guess what? I've taken swings and missed before, and we were in the freaking Super Bowl last year. Bingo. So – Maybe they take the shot to trade up. I still feel like that'd be too much of a risk. But if you need Jalen Carter, you may have to do it because Chicago seems to be very, very interested. So Chicago took Jalen Carter at nine. Philadelphia took uh, Bijan Robinson at ten. That leaves us at number eleven. Jeremy's got the even picks in, or excuse me, Jeremy's got the odd picks in this uh, mock draft simulation here. 
I have the even picks. So at 11, Tennessee Titans are on the clock. I would sprint. Sprinting to the podium. Pick is in. Harris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle out of uh, Ohio State. I wouldn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Because I'll be honest with you, I would have taken Broderick Jones here had Paris Johnson been gone. And wouldn't have thought about that. Tennessee is in a really weird spot. And we've talked about this a lot. Could you move up to to make the, the, the to draft the quarterback? Sure. What are you putting around him? All right, so you move up to three to get C.J. Stroud, and his two is Nick Westbrook Aquina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say it's not going to happen. Take a receiver here. Ooh, for what, Ryan Tannehill? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. We, we have a receiver for the offense that's really stunted behind a horrific offensive line. No, I'm going to go get my left tackle. Is Are there going to be some lumps with Paris Johnson? Of course there are. He bounced all around the line. I've seen him play left tackle. I've seen him play right. I've seen him play at guard. I know definitively if I'm going to take a swing and miss, it's going to be on this kid. Mm-hmm. I, now, look, I like Skaronsky better. But for what Tennessee does, I think Paris Johnson has a better chance of coming in and, and making this work right away. Number 12, it's the Houston Texans back on the clock after they took Will Anderson at number two. I'm really curious to see where you go here. Because since they didn't take, since you didn't take a quarterback, Mm -hmm. I have a funny feeling we're going to vehemently disagree on where they go here. For a long time, it's been C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young at number two. And And then then you you take a receiver. Right, you pair him with with a wide receiver who can come in and be the number one. Robert Woods is the number two. I'm still doing it, though. I'm still going with a wide receiver because my quarterback next year is going to need somebody. Oh, by the way, I mean, I do, I don't want to have great success because I still want to be in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the, in the market for the quarterback next year at the top of the draft, but I do need to get weapons on this team. Robert Woods can't be my number one. <laughs> Sorry. I just hearing that out loud is funny to me. So I'm going to take the number one guy that they have on their board my number one guy and jeremy's number one guy is quentin johnston oh so you're doing you're doing what vegas really thinks that uh, houston's gonna do yeah because vegas is smarter than i am correct and the odds on favorite for that pick right now is jackson smith and jigba so reluctantly I will uh, go to the podium, though I disagree with what the GM has said, and give them the ticket for Jackson Smith and Jigbo. I am not as wild about him, but I'm also not privy to what he says behind closed doors. Here is something that I I don't think I have said on this show yet. When he sat out of, of the CFP, there were a lot of people that it really ruffled their feathers. For whatever reason, the further on this process we've gone, Quentin Johnston has been pushed down. Jackson Smith and Jigba has been pushed up. Couldn't tell you why that is. I've heard some different theories on it. But now I'm almost positive that that Jigba will be the first receiver taken in this class. And it makes sense with Houston. I mean, yes, you've got to have a you gotta have weapons for whoever the quarterback is a year from now. It's I'll go ahead and tell you it's not what I would have. 
Okay. If I had the evens, you had the odds, I would have taken Peter Skaronsky right there, and I would have thought about it twice. So you put him on the right side mm -hmm. across from Laramie Tunsil. He's my right tackle. I've got Tunsil on the left. I now feel like it, that, that will help Kenyon Green that I took in the first round for some reason a year mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And now I'm looking at the line going, okay, I'm not saying we're going to be good, but we'll be able to run the ball. The line will be set a year from now. I'll get my quarterback, and then I'll figure the weapons out. Mm -hmm. Because there will be weapons that want to play with Caleb Johnson. There will be weapons that want to play with Drake May. You're going to be hard-pressed to get that with with uh, Davis Mills. Who, who's Caleb Johnson? Didn't he win American Caleb, Idol once? Yeah, he did. He's actually from here. <laughs> and I know him. Caleb Williams. Sorry. Uh, the old Irwin high grad himself. Yeah, sorry. Uh <laughs> Got a lot of stuff going on Indeed. over here. Indeed. All right. So you would have gone with the lineman. That makes a lot of sense as well. That's what I would have done and wouldn't really have thought about it all that much. But then again, I'm, I'm like a lot of the industry. I am not wild. I'm not wild about this draft class. I have Quentin Johnson as the one. I just, I'm looking to, to next year. Um, receiver is something that I can feel so easily and I just don't have to do it right here. Yep. Well, uh, Jeremy's got the odd picks, and if anybody wanted to know why, he's got the odd picks because he is refused not, to let me have it. This is not why I have the odd picks. I have the odd picks because I'm the draft guy, and there's more odd picks than there are evens. That's, that's the only. Sounds like. That's that's the only reason I did that. <laughs> At number thirteen on the clock is the New York Jets, 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 Jets. And we we did not have a show yesterday. So it is time for me to break out the a little birdie told me. Ooh. There is a better than zero chance that the Aaron Rodgers thing is not done before the draft. Okay. The Jets have moved into full FAFO mode with Green Bay. Of I don't know what you think you're gonna make us do. It is not coming. And so I was told yesterday there is a chance that the Jets make all three of their, their picks in between the first round and the two second rounders. And they look at Green Bay and go, what you going to do now? Because they're just not – they have no fear. Mm -hmm. so you they, know this quite well. I am real well connected to this thing. So, so say that again, they would give up what? Uh, they would give up nothing before the draft. Uh, the deal wouldn't be done, so the Jets would make their picks. And this wouldn't get done at the draft. I struggle to believe it's going to get done at the draft. I mean, I'm not going to say it couldn't happen. I just, I, I don't value it to be really likely. Well, I would like for once for us to have Aaron Rodgers news at the draft that was actually worth That was actually news? Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, here's what I can tell you. The, the Jets are calling the bluff of the Green Bay Packers. You do not have a path out of this. And the 90% thing really scared Woody Johnson. When he said, I was 90% retired when I went into the into my darkness retreat, it scared Woody to death mm -hmm. of, I'm going to give up a first-round guy, a first-round pick, and this guy is going to bail out on me after a year. So it's not going to happen. You've been saying forever that they're not giving up the 13 pick anyway. Vehemently been told there is nothing they can say, there is nothing we can do that will make us do that. So it would be two second-round draft picks. That's what I've I've always thought that that was probably the solution. It's a two and then a conditional. Now, if you get to this point where we get past the draft, now I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. None. The money becomes more palatable for Green Bay after June 1st. 
And so I guess it could go on that long, but now you're going to give Jordan Love nothing out right. of this trade. I cannot imagine that they would walk away from this without getting some kind of capital in this draft. Yep, that's uh, – and just, you know, back to that little birdie again. Yeah, there's a real prevailing thought of that around uh, one jet place, too, of – you tell me again that you're going to wait until the past the draft. Oh, yeah. We'll wait. Right. We don't care. We'll wait. No, I've got two picks at the top of the second round. I got 42 and 43, and I'm just waiting for you to say, okay, give me one of those. And I have three big needs, and I can probably fill all three of them if we make those picks. Yep. And then I'll give that to Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? We'll deal with those picks down the line. We'll figure that out. I think that would be disastrous for Green Bay, but it's going to be a disaster with Jordan Love anyway. So at number 13, who are the Jets taking, Jeremy? This is the first time I've had this guy with this team, and I just love saying it out loud. Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. This is the first time you've This is the him? first time I've had Skaronsky with the Jets. Huh. I couldn't figure out a way he got here. But I'm telling you right now, for as drunk in love on him as I am, you put him in that zone-blocking scheme where I can use how, how athletic he is, there will be a lot of you that really regret passing on him. He's the perfect fit here. Mm -hmm. And I think he could come in as a left tackle. I have him. He is aggressively higher than Broderick Jones for me. And for every person I've talked to, it's just a where exactly is he going to fit in? But in this game, it could be on the left. It could be on the right. He is an ideal fit for what the New York Jets want to do. Mm -hmm. But his arms are short. Yeah, that's the thing. In this zones game, that really doesn't matter. Right. Right, as, as we talked about the other day, um, he's got the ability to mitigate the short arms with his lateral quickness and and, uh, and step off the mm -hmm. line. Okay. At number 14? If that happens, our live coverage will be a lot of uh, Jeremy just goes full Stone Cold Steve Austin and starts cracking him over his head. Like you tried to do last year. I didn't try to do that last year. When you had Sauce Gardner, and then y'all got back up and got Jermaine Johnson. Oh and... no, that was just I'm trying not to cry on camera. This is this is entirely different. <laughs> that was when he yeah, started. Yeah, now the to team's believe. really good, so it's going to be bad. Yep, that's when he started to believe that this team was making a turn. Number fourteen. Oh, and uh, uh, Sloan Jordan had, did comment this, and it's a great point. Uh, Peter Skaronsky's grandfather. Do you know who he played for? Was it the Jets? The Green Bay Packers. Oh, the Green Bay Packers. Which is just a great big, speaking of Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's a big old double bird. Hey, bet you wish you could have done that, don't you? The New England Patriots have the 14th pick in the first round. And I don't really know. This is the first what, pick. I have genuinely no idea what you're going to What Bill Belichick is thinking is hard to do or is hard to gauge because mm -hmm. he always seems to throw some kind of curveball out there there's one that the makes... cole strange pick last year was just strange yeah went off the board three rounds off the board two rounds off the board yeah he was to take him in the first early three it wasn't as huge of a reach as everybody made it out to be and he actually wound up being pretty good at right. times i mean look at the best available players here at number 14 um do we need a safety you not really no let's think of brian branch there's that alabama connection the laziness of bill belichick really likes alabama players do i need a tackle 
Could we go Broderick Jones? You could, it but makes I think this is some a- sense, but I don't really feel like that's a big need. To me, the biggest need for them is a weapon. Oh, overdoing oh, this. We are doing this. Number one wide receiver in the class, Quentin Johnston out of Texas Christian. Your timing of that button is getting really confusing to me. Uh, I'm Let just me trying to keep you on your name. toes. Let me say the name and then hit the I'm button. I'm just trying to keep you on your toes. Quentin Johnston. I get it. It's by no stretch is it what I would have done. Bill has notoriously not done things like this. Mm-hmm. And then you wrap in the fact that the biggest knock on him is some drops. I know why you did it. I 100% know why you did it. Because I want Bailey Zappi to have the best in this world. Yeah. I wouldn't tell you that. I, this would have been easy Nolan Smith for me. That's a Bill Belichick move. You go get a guy that's a valuable piece on the defense or Devin Weatherspoon, who still hasn't come off the board very confusingly to me. Because Jalen Mills is not good at football. But I get I mean, look, I love Quentin Johnston. This is probably, of all the places he could go, this is probably my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he fits in that offense at all. He's one of those that I could see having a big drop and then Bill just super glues him to the bench. And the next thing you know, he is, oh, I don't know, Nikhil Harry. You you remember when we did that? I loved him too. But is he not better than Nikhil Harry? He's better than Nikhil Harry, yeah. He's far more athletic. I mean, I think his high side is is super high. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure you're going to see that with, with Bailey Zapp and with, with this team. Yeah, maybe not. He is an outside weapon, though, for New England, and, and it makes it does make sense. It's just not where I think Bill would go. Mm-hmm. Now that brings us to the number 15 pick. A team that's been off-discussed and not done squat. Nope. It's the Green Bay Packers on the clock next. Jeremy again has the odds he'll be making the pick when we return. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. The siren song of the sea beckons with a bounteous treasure and a desire that must be fulfilled. Here's your seafood order, Mr. Willem. Well, did you get me a wild sashimi tuna? Yes, sir. And the Charleston crab cake, bourbon salmon, and wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa? It's all in the bag. At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Here! Every Friday. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. We're back in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. The Sportsocracy's final live mock draft before draft day in two weeks. Jeremy and I trading off picks. He's got the odds. I've got the evens. And we left off at an odd pick here. Number 15, it is the Green Bay Packers. I know Packer fans hate when I do this. 
but this is a pick that has stayed the same for me. Go ahead and hit your little button. Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. If I have one more person say to me, buddy, ran so slow, I don't care. I don't think you understand that the combine is a, it's a tool that's in the weapon or in the, the tool belt of all of us that do this. It's not the end all be all. And if you watch the tape, he's the best safety in this class by 11 billion times. It's not even close. And then you get into, okay, well, what else are you going to do? Lucas Van Ness, you're assuming he can stand up. Mm -hmm. Nolan Smith, you're assuming he can play inside in a 3-4. You're assuming a lot of things. It, it, and, and I don't hate either of those picks. I know exactly what this kid is. Immediately. He's going to be able to lock up guys in the slot. He's going to be really rangy. And you give me that as a another tool in my tool belt. Because I don't really care what you do to the offense. It's not going to be all that great. You're going to run the ball particularly well. You will play action with Jordan Love. And hopefully those three young weapons you have will be enough to move you down the line. I considered Michael Mayer here, but that's about the only other player I even thought about. Because Brian Branch is such a natural fit. I have long said he's either going 13 to the Jets or 15 to the Packers. I don't see a way he falls any further. And if you look at who he's talked to a, a good amount, it really steers into I'm right. Mm -hmm. I love the kid. I don't care that in a straight line. Well, he doesn't run particularly fast in a straight line. Okay, yeah, he's really instinctive on a football field, though. He's got a lot of high-level tape out of the best football conference in the world that's uh, not the NFL. So, so the best collegiate conference by a mile, the closest thing to the NFL we have, and he was a dog. In a, by the way, secondary that was not all that good last year. Mm -hmm. Eli Ricks was a disaster. He held a lot of it together. I love Brian Branch. I have the entire time, and the, the slander of him really irritates me. That brings us to the number 16 pick. It's the Washington Commanders. And this is that situation where I will sprint to the podium to make the selection. With the number 16 pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the commies out of Washington Ugh. are going to... They're the commanders, not the communists. <laughs> uh, the commandos will select Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. Yeah, if you'd done anything else, I, I probably would have had to have overruled you. It's a physical corner that can come in and be an immediate impact for this secondary that, well, is lacking. He's the best cover guy in this draft. Now, there are, th there are some red flags that make me a little bit nervous to him compared to Christian Gonzalez and, and Joey Porter, and it's more just that he's a little thin. That's it. Um, in, in our YouTube comments, uh, Robert Johnson I'm your huckleberry. said, no, we need offensive line for Sam Howell. Give it time. We're, we're going to get to that. The offensive line's not nearly as bad as you think. Mm -hmm. If Devin Weatherspoon's on the board here, you cannot let him go. And frankly, if any of these top three corners are are, are, are on the board, you cannot let them go. Absolutely. Because the drop-off from three to four at corner and the drop-off from four to, say, seven on the offensive line is light years apart. You can get second-round offensive linemen that will come in and start immediately. 
I'm not going to say there aren't guys that couldn't start. There are none of them that have a chance at being a number one. Mm. Not one. If Jeremy Green's prognostications prior to prior to past NFL drafts had come to fruition, this would be a killer secondary. Oh, no doubt. The problem is that it's I don't I don't feel like it is. Benjamin St. Juiced, fine player. There will be no Benjamin St. Juiced slander on this here program. You have Cameron Dantzler, who you really liked in the draft. Process. I didn't like him nearly as much as I liked. I mean, he was the second corner. Right. Tariq Castro-Fields was a, a deep-divey guy, along with Rashad Wild Goose, one of the best names from, what, three drafts ago? But you no doubt inject talent into this secondary with the Dev- Devin Witherspoon pick. Uh, now, Pennywise just commented, just echoed the same thing, and I, I believe he's a Washington Commanders fan as well. I get that you're after offensive line help. You're down to Broderick Jones. If that's the best lineman on your team, which that's to take him this high, that would have to be your premise. Mm-hmm. Your line will never be good. Ever. Because he, for a guy that, that has that much skill, is super raw. I need a player that can play right now. Because, I th- look, I think this Washington team is pretty good. I, I, I really do. I think this team is pretty good. And the thing that scares me is that I'm looking in your division now going, the Giants are going to do something. I don't know what it is. I, I really struggle to believe they're going to stop with Jamison Crowder and bringing back Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. They're going to do something. In your own division, you have CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown and now Brandon Cooks and Devontae Smith. You better have somebody that can not lock down but they can play as a true one. You don't. Cameron Dantzler's not that guy. Mm-hmm. None of these guys are that guy. Devin Westman can be that guy. Yep. And defensively, that gives you a shot to uh, – you mix that with how good that pass rush can be. Now, defensively, you're getting somewhere. Do you need more pieces? Absolutely. I can only make one pick. It's not like I can say, well, we have a lot of needs. So you know what? You just let me have two. We're going to take three guys. Right, we're actually going to take three right here, uh, and everybody's just going to be cool with it. <laughs> Uh, so the pick at number 16, Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois. I love him so much. And and just, we got to take a quick break so we can keep keep moving right along here. Uh, there is a lot of rumor that uh, Vegas seems to be really high on Devin Witherspoon right now. I don't know what has changed because nobody has namely told me what it is. Because I feel like I've been defending him like I was his attorney for three months. Of I do not see why you have this kid so far behind the other two. It seems that the traction is getting there, that there there is a team somewhere that really loves him. The final live 2023 NFL mock draft here in the sportsocracy before draft day coming up in two weeks at ESPN Draft Nerd Flostradamus. Jeremy Green is up next with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The siren song of the sea beckons with a bounteous treasure. 
and a desire that must be fulfilled. At Ingalls, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa. Marissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Hey, I go to church, just not during televised sporting events. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, our final live mock draft before draft day. Two weeks from today, we will cover each and every pick of the NFL draft live on YouTube. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that way you can join us in the chat. You agree with today's picks? You don't like today's picks? Let us know in the chat. We'll we will shout you out. And we've had uh, we've had several already super chat their comments on their teams. We highlight those as well. Just that simple, and it goes directly into the draft night beverage fund. Uh, apparently, some uh, Commandos fans upset that we didn't take a linebacker there. Yeah, there's not a linebacker to take there. Nolan Smith and uh, Nolan Smith and and um, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. That's who, buddy. You, trust me. That's you didn't trust me on Jamin Davis. Maybe you trust me on the second time. There is a linebacker that fits really nice with him, but he'll be available in the second round. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's you couldn't t- to me you couldn't take him over Devin Witherspoon. All right, continuing here with the number seventeen pick. I got the even picks. I made the Devin Witherspoon pick for the Commandos. Jeremy at seventeen with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't have to think about this all that much. Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. I have been told this is his drop dead spot. Mm-hmm. He is not, no matter what happens, he's not falling past this because the Steelers really like him. They think there is a lot of high end upside with him. This would be a spot for Nolan Smith as well if he wasn't here, which is possible. But if I'm, I look at Pittsburgh and go, I like this team way better than I should, but I still have a problem on your at the tackle spot. I love what they've done on the interior of this line. Between Soamalo this year, James Daniels last year, it's just this is an ideal fit. Now, Broderick Jones is more talented than I have seen him play. But you give him a year. I think he would start on the right side in in Pittsburgh. Might even start on – this might be the one spot he starts on the left side. And they just go, you know what? We'll take our lumps. We've seen it with Dan Moore. You're not you're better than Dan Moore just by walking in the building. Now I love Dan Moore, but the fact he's played snaps at left tackle still makes my head hurt. You're the Georgia guy. What's your uh Broderick Jones? Yeah. Uh 
hell of a player. He's a hell of a player, and he's going to get the job done for you. I, look, that, what can I add to what you have already said? Um, it's a great player, good guy to have in the locker room. I've never heard a bad word about the kid. Neither have I. And to me, that he has screams. crushed the, the, the interview process. And to me, that screams Pittsburgh Steelers. A team that once made its hay on having a hell of an offensive line. For some reason, the last four years, I mean, that, that that talent aged, left, and you haven't been able to rebuild it since. Uh, Eat and Sleep Football said there's no no way we're taking Broderick Jones over Nolan Smith. Okay, I, I, I've got to I've got to do this because it's driving me crazy. Because seemingly every team we talk about, they want Nolan Smith. Yes. He's a good player. There is still a huge question mark as to what position he plays. He was a second-round pick coming into this process. I get that he ran a 4-3-9. How many times do we have to do this and teams get burned by that before we get to the, oh, yeah, that that guy's not going to go as high as I think he is? Because if you're telling me he's an edge rusher, he's a 220-pound edge rusher. That's a little filler. Uh, by the way, there's a corner that will go in this draft that is bigger than Nolan Smith. So just, I mean, I get that y'all love him because he ran, he ran so fast. He doesn't actually have a position right now. Mm -hmm. So, okay, just and, – and if you're telling me you're going to put him on the inside of a 3-4, um, mm -hmm. yes. Which is where I have a problem at the next pick. At number 18, the Detroit Lions are sitting there. They need talent on the defense. They've been, they've been building over the last couple of years. And I looked at it and I went, Nolan Smith would make a lot of sense here. But, but I but I look at this I look at the scheme and 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 I don't I don't know because I don't see him as a, a middle linebacker. Do you? I see him as an off ball in a four three. That's where I think his best fit is. Mm -hmm. And so Detroit's got Malcolm Rodriguez, and they've got James Houston. Do I do I want to take that use that draft capital at eighteen to throw Nolan Smith into the mix? Does that make sense to you? I, it would make sense. I mean, I, I can't tell you definitively it's what I would do, mm -hmm. but it makes sense. Uh, one of the things, eat, uh, eat and sleep football said, when was the last time we took an offensive lineman in the first round? Uh, his name was David DeCastro. It's the best first round pick you've had in eleven years, uh, and you have a new GM that's. Really trying to put his stamp on this. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, you don't have Ben Roethlisberger anymore. You now have a quarterback that you have to prop up. So, I mean, I'm not telling you that. Could I tell you they're not going to take Nolan Smith over Broderick Jones? No, but I can tell you that that's the name that comes up with Pittsburgh constantly. Sorry, didn't mean to be inside yeah. there. No, you're fine. You're fine. I like it. I like the fact that we can talk this out here because it makes it, it helps me make what I feel like could be a. A good decision. Um, talk, more talk is always better. At 18, though, I think the Detroit Lions would happily go to the podium to make this pick. You may say this might be too high for this guy, but I just got rid of my tight end. Oh, boy. I'm taking Michael Mayer. Oh, they're going to hate you. Oh, I've, as the guy that does this a lot, you're about to get drugged. <laughs> but why? Um, well, because you just replaced T.J. Hawkinson with his doppelganger uh, mm -hmm. with a first-round pick. 
And why is that a bad thing? Uh, I've been drugged for giving them the tight end in the second round. So uh, you just I, you mark my words as the guy that makes all these picks. If if you had a, if you're having a sensitive day, I'd probably close YouTube right now. <laughs> I, and I'm gonna live with you. I don't hate it. I love Michael Mayer. Mm -hmm. the, the hate on him to me is stupid, and it all comes from the fact that well he didn't really he only ran a four. Four seven or whatever it was in in shorts. I don't care. Mm -hmm. He is a phenomenal tight end. He's the best blocker in this class, other than Darnell Washington, uh, and he's a legit receiver. Yep. So I mean, I get it totally. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you more weapons uh, or a weapon at a position that I don't already have one. I've already got running backs. Oh, but oh, I've trust already me, got wide receivers. Oh, let me. I, I'll do it for you. We had more touchdowns last year from tight ends than anybody in the league. Yeah, I, I'm well aware of that. Yeah, and and one of them's Brandon Zilstra, and he's not very good at football. Right. So, look, I, I'm not going to bang on your pick. You're about to you're about to get bludgeoned. That's fine. That's fine. You can you can agree to disagree, but my name's on the door. I own the pick. Undermined, just, just and it's just, just to be clear. <laughs> like, it's undermined. Uh, Michael Mayer is the pick for the Detroit Lions. I'm shocked he didn't say well, we did that alphabetically. Did we though? <laughs> I mean, that was your claim when you put it on the floor. <laughs> well, sometimes you lie. Sometimes you think, say things just to get what you want. Now, look, I, I have no, I have no qualm with it. And my, Mayor is one of those players that I, I just I feel like at, the further we've gone in this process, the the more he has been devalued in spite of the fact he hasn't played one snap. Mm -hmm. And those are almost always guys that wind up being just premium values. Because you're getting away from what really matters. I don't care what you did in a pair of shorts. I mean, you, the next snap that we play where every player on the field is wearing a pair of uh, a, a, a little cut-off T-shirt and a pair of shorts, you let me know. I've been doing this a long time. I ain't never seen one. No. So I, I think it's a I think it's a formidable selection. I would not do it with the Lions. Rob Johnson says the Lions should take a corner or an edge rusher. Corner, I disagree. If I was going to take a corner, I would have stuck at six. Edge rusher, they really like James Houston. There's another player that I I probably would have leaned on here. Right, and your choices here are Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness. It's too early for Miles Murphy. I could have gotten down with Lucas Van Ness. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't quite know how he fits in that scheme. I just feel like they have a lot of young pass rush they pieces. They, they have a lot of young defensive pieces, period. Right, but they're, tr but they're trying to develop these guys and throw in another guy in here that – I'm not sold anybody left on the board at edge is a, you know, is a great talent. Oh, I would disagree with that. I would disagree with that. I'm just, I, I am of the belief that one of these picks for Detroit is going to be offensive. One of them is going to be defensive. Now, which way you go with that? It could be as simple as, as you take Tyree Wilson at six and then B. John Robinson, that's his drop dead spot at 18. Mm -hmm. Do I love that? No. I mean, I love both of the talents. I'm just I'm not a hundred percent sure how that fits. And I'm never of the I'm never one of those guys that goes, hey, we need this. What's the average age of your defense right now in the front seven? Because the oldest guy I can think of is twenty five years old. Mm -hmm. Is that Romeo Aquara? Uh the uh, uh I can't uh, uh 
I never could pronounce his name. Awuzariki, I think, is the youngest, or he's the oldest one I can remember. Oh, yeah, Levi. Levi Awuzariki. So, I, I mean, for me, I want to add vets. And I wouldn't be shocked if they were a team that started using draft capital to, to acquire veteran guys. Mm-hmm. But, look, I like Michael Mayer. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna trade my selection, the number nineteen mm-hmm. pick. Yeah, okay. I, I got my team. You said the reason that we did this was because I, Jeremy <laughs> Ben makes the pick of his team. So you're trading the selection to me so I can make the pick for mm-hmm. my team. Yep, that, and I'll I'll steal one uh, to be named later. Okay, well, fine you're 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 gonna bait me into doing it i'm also waiting for you to just to get drug in the comments because usually that's my role and well, it's a lot more fun for me when they turn on you well number 19 tampa bay buccaneers you know what i'm gonna do oh, i do know what you're gonna do it's nolan smith there it is devin white's no longer gonna be a part of this team you're gonna which is entirely to, possible right you're gonna need to replace that somehow now i just said before you cur- before you go back and say, oh, you just said you don't want him to play on the inside. Nope. I really don't. I don't want him to play on the inside, but to me, he's more of a move piece. He, he can cover. He can play in the middle at times. He can play on the outside. I'm not going to put him, uh, you know, I'm not going to put him on the front, but I'm going to stand him up on the other side from Shaq Barrett. Keep Joe Tryon Shoyinka as the situational guy. See, that's where... So try on Shoyinka is where this actually doesn't. I I don't love what you just did, but the reason that I don't just absolutely hate it is because people forget try on Shoyinka played on the inside in college, and mm-hmm. I screamed from the rooftops. That's his better position in the NFL. Now it, it, this is a bit of a projection because I think Todd Bowles has got one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. So it's does it fit what they do right now all that well? No. But I could easily see a a complete upheaval a year from now, mm-hmm. and you now you're starting to take these pieces you have and put them in places that that fit. Yeah, he's a Todd m- Bowles has always been one of those people that just kicking and screaming. It doesn't matter. We are going to do this my way, whether it makes sense or not. He's a malleable piece that the next administration can use. Uh, Rob Johnson asked, "Is Nolan Smith uh, comparable with Isaiah Simmons? They have similarities." And I'll this is gonna my answer to this is gonna be a little cyclical. They have similarities, and I'm not sure that Isaiah Simmons is not going to push Nolan Smith down a little bit because he's the last ridiculous athlete that had no position. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? In the NFL, he's had no position. He's played seven different spots for the Arizona Cardinals. And he's not been particularly great at any of them. And there's been no traction of he does this. And that's my fear. And what you just, I'm actually glad you did this. My fear is that Nolan Smith's going to wind up with one of these teams with a really rigid defensive coach. And you're never going to have a spot that makes any sense. I have said I want him to play off ball in a 4-3. Mm-hmm. Don't really care. Don't, genuinely, don't really care which team that is. And and this is one of those fits. I was just looking. This has bad news bears written all over it. Just bad news bears written all over it. But I like the kid. But I mean, if you remember before he ever ran with the combine, I said I don't know what position this kid plays. Yes. And then you tried to explain to me what you thought it was, 
And about the seventh comma, I went, that's yep, it. That's, that's it. That's the problem. <laughs> that's it. That's too much explanation needed to, to, to say what he can do in this league. But you said sum up what he does in, in one sentence. And hell, I, I can do it in one word. Everything. Can he do everything all the time? No. But he can cover. He can pass rush. He's a hell of a sideline-to-sideline tackler. He could get you an interception here or there. I don't ever see him playing at safety or corner like uh, Isaiah Simmons has done. But pretty much on that second level, he can do any of those things. Uh, Lionel Roca in our uh, YouTube comments was screaming at you for not taking defense for the Lions. He made both the picks. However, we do have A-plus mock drafts coming out. And just because you just said that and because of what he drafted, I'm starting with the Lions. That'll be out tomorrow after the show. Indeed. You are in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time for the 20th overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, which we will cover live in the Sportsocracy two weeks from today. Stick with us. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account. But no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. The final live mock draft before draft night. Two weeks from today. Just a reminder, we've got three-round mock drafts for each and every team. The rest of those are going to be going out tonight after this show. And then we're going to start with the A-plus mock drafts over the weekend here on the YouTube stream. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click that live video link, and subscribe to the channel number 20 in today's exercise is the seattle seahawks i've got the even picks so i get to make this one and there 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 are some needs for this team but i think edge rusher is the biggest need and i'm going to take lucas van ness the edge rusher out of iowa i can say nothing against that he's one of my uh He's one of my favorite in this class. Uh, there's a lot of, well, he didn't even start. I don't care. I don't care. Tell me you don't know how Iowa works without telling me you don't know. I, th- I've i had a thought that he could go in the top 10. And a lot of the betting services and, and different things like that really seem to think that he's got some traction to go even higher than this. Mm-hmm. He ain't falling past this. The, the raw tape on him, the pass rush win rate, all of these different things, it's too high. It's just too high for him to fall 
I think any further than this. I think it's too high for him to fall this far. Mm-hmm. And there are people that think he can play inside of a four-man front and just be a terrifying interior piece early and then be the absolute terrifying edge. He's just a, he's just a really good player. Right. So he comes in, slots in as a defensive end in the 3-4 scheme. Uh, Andreas Pinkney said I would have gone uh, Osiris Torrance from Florida there at 20. He asked me that, and I said there's a possibility that Torrance will be there in the second round. Mm-hmm. Not because he's not a good player, just I don't know if it's because there's so many of them, but the traction on him has waned as we've gone through this, which probably means he'll go at 20 because I had that originally, and now I've yeah. leaked off just, of it. Just so we're clear, I did consider that. I was told it was too early for Osiris Torrance. So... With Van Ness on the board. Yes. Now, if he was gone and it was, hey, we can have him or Miles Murphy, uh, Osiris Torrance. Let's go Osiris Torrance. Uh, Sports Center update is coming up next, and we'll pick it back up with pick number 21. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. It is the Sportsocracy live from the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. If you're just joining us, it is a uh, live mock draft. The last one we will do live here on uh, the ESPN show until draft night. Two weeks from tonight and every pick of the 2023 NFL draft will be covered live by us on the YouTube stream. So make sure you connect with us. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And you can better yet join us in the chat. And next week there's a really good possibility that we're going to have information of how you can watch the drive the draft live with us. I'm so excited. We've been asked for uh the last two years mm-hmm. to do a live draft party that you can attend. And it, it just makes all the sense in the world. So we'll let you know if we can make that happen. Anyhow, uh, Jeremy and I are trading off. He's got the odd picks in this draft. I've got the even picks. And we're up to number 21 with the Los Angeles Chargers. Go, Chargers, go! I can't wait to see what you do with this one. Well, I mean, for me, B. John Robinson is who I want. If I'm the Chargers, I'm going into this draft going, this is B. John Robinson no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I had cons- I considered moving up to get him. It just – it. But you couldn't get ahead of Philadelphia? No. You're not I mean, giving getting up that into much the top capital? ten, that's just – that's more than I can afford to give up. I got Austin Eckler for a year. I feel like the defense is going to ba- it will bounce back just because there's too many good players on it. I mean, J.C. J. Jackson, A, he didn't play much, but B, when he did, he was awful. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that's going to continue. So I-, I feel like I've got a lot of the things in place that I need. There's one spot that I I feel like I'm lacking, and that's speed. Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. That's a hell of a pick. 
I mean, if you need speed, he's a, uh, a, a he's a great one to throw out there. But now this gives you four wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Keenan Allen's coming to the, Keenan the Allen's final got, days. Keenan Allen's got one year left before he is no longer with uh, uh, with Chargers. And the reason I went Zay Flowers instead of Jordan Addison, because I'm not going to lie to you, it was close. Mm-hmm. I feel like Addison's going to play in the slot way more often. And Zay Flowers is the, no matter what happens, I'm going to have a spot. Mm-hmm. And even if everybody stays healthy, I got a package where he's the over-the-top, he plays on the outside, and it just opens up everything for me. He can play in the slot. I Somebody asked me the other day uh, if Zay Flowers could play in the slot because I, I I think I've defended that he doesn't have to do just that. Mm-hmm. He absolutely can. It's just that's not all he does. Right. And so you add this to the Chargers, it gives another weapon to Herbert, and now your offense is even more terrifying than it was before. I considered a tight end there. Mm-hmm. I really did. There's, I would like to have a nose tackle too, but there's not one worth taking this high. That brings us to number 22 with the Baltimore Ravens. One of the most interesting teams in this draft. I'm really curious what you're about to do. Because I just don't, I don't know where this is headed. Are we just, is Lamar going anywhere? Are we keeping Lamar? Is he going to play on the franchise tag? Are we going to get him to a long-term deal or longer-term deal than just the one-year guaranteed $32.5 million or whatever it is on that franchise tag? I don't know that I see another team coming to get him. I figure if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Or we would at least have heard that there's a bidding war going on. Baltimore, we always say, is one of the best drafting teams in the NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. And there always seems to be a player that's on the board when they come around that makes the most sense for one of their key needs. And I feel like one of their key needs is on the offensive line. You told me it was too early, but I'm going Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. You put him on that offensive line, and I've I've locked it down. Do you like it or do you hate it? Yeah, that face doesn't make me feel like you like it. Of all the names I thought you could possibly say right there, I that one never even crossed my mind. But why? Okay, so would you say that's one of their biggest needs? Mm-hmm. Okay, for, so for why do you say that? Because that doesn't make even the vaguest lick of sense to me. Really? No, you have Ben Cleveland that Mm -hmm. didn't play enough last year. He Mm -hmm. was the replacement Mm -hmm. to to Powers. Mm -hmm. You've already got Kevin Zeitler. You've already got 33 years old. I mean, I got that, but Baltimore's not really in a, oh, you know, we just put a guy in mothballs for a year. I don't, I don't, I mean, he would take over for Cleveland. I was going to say the way that the way he would take over for Cleveland, then Cleveland would slide in to replace Zeitler. The way this team gets dinged with injuries every year wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, I'm I'm a little mystified at how you bypass Jordan Addison. I'm a little I I, I you I'm don't not gonna lie. You don't you don't need a wide receiver. You got Odell Beckham oh, Jr. It's all it. sewed up. We don't stop need any it. more weapons on this team. Stop that. I, I mean, I would have also been intrigued by by an edge guy. That, mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, there are a few pieces that I could have gone with here. That's the hey. He fits what they do. I'm not telling you he doesn't. 
it's just I was not prepared for you to say that. <laughs> but this would be the, res, the 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 place every time where I go. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's top ten in on my big board overall. Just that is not a place that I had slotted him at any point. Now you talk about it. They may never throw the ball again. Like Odell Beckham may get nine targets the entire year because it's now we're running a an old Lou Holtz power eye offense like I ran at New Orleans. Running the wishbone. Let's go. There's no better offense you play. There's the wishbone offense. There's a great <laughs> way to move the ball. Wow. I did yeah. not see that coming. Yeah. All right. So that puts me up with the Minnesota Vikings who are probably really angry that Zay Flowers is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a receiver. And for me, there's really only – there's only one that I can take here. It's short. Maddeningly inconsistent with that button. It's Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC. I, I just, I know he's got size issues because he is so thin. Mm-hmm. He's also just open all the time. Didn't matter if it was at Pittsburgh. Didn't matter if it was with Kenny Pickett, Caleb Williams, USC. It doesn't matter. He's just open all the time. And so for me, yeah, he he's more of a slot than Zay Flowers. So it doesn't give me as much flexibility as as they would have, but he might be a better player. And I always wax poetic about Zay Flowers. I, I've always you've always struck me as you like Jordan Addison better. Is that true or Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I like Zay a little better more it's more that i just feel like he can do more mm-hmm. but addison has been more of a big play he's consistent threat to me he's a vacuum cleaner okay what do you mean by that whatever you get wherever you put the ball around him he's gonna suck it up that's and a- so if you're i mean if that's what you're you know you're hoping that your guy pans out uh zay flowers you know those little those little speedsters that sometimes have a hard time holding on to the ball might not pan out too well. You're going to get a steady go-to guy with Jordan Addison. I have. I don't know that I've ever said this about a about a wide receiver before. He might be top five safest players in this class. I see no bust there whatsoever. I agree. I, I don't see a way he comes in this league and five years from now we go, can you believe they did that in the first round? And he's the only receiver in this draft that I feel that way about. Even as much as I love Zay, mm-hmm. he's the only one I can say that about. Fair enough. Number 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. It's an even pick, so it's my turn again. And I've heard that they really like this guy. Jeremy has told me time and time again that they really like this guy. I don't know. If 24 is too early, if you're asking me, it probably is. I know. Does you, he play at the school that, that he does? Oh, this is I, it's I'm way gonna, too early. I'm going to drag you. What? He could go in the third round. If you're about to take who I think you are, mm-hmm. he could go in the third no, that's round. No, that's why I'm asking because I don't know. Akili, if you're about to take Keely, with him that If much? you're about to take Keely Ringo, I'm going to drag you. Okay. Yeah, he's, then that he is question. a third-round pick. at. I would say he's a 
if they took him with their second round pick, I would say around the league will go, that might have been a little early because the tape is awful. So, yeah, no. no. Keely Ringo is <laughs> no. not going in the he first He said, no, do not do that. Do not take Keely Ringo. I mean, maybe Bill round. does it just to make everybody's brain bleed, but that's the only way that's happening. Okay. We do know they like Clemson players, though. Oh. Ah, yes. Now, this one makes sense. Brian Brise. That's not the one. I thought That's you were not the say. one. He thought I was going to take Miles Murphy. I did. No. I don't know what it is about Brian Brise. You can you can enlighten me as to why his draft stock has fallen so much. It's not that it's fallen so much. I don't think it was ever as high as everybody wanted it to be. Okay. See, we came into this season thinking he was going to take that big step forward, and then there were the injuries and and the the the, the tragedy with his sister, mm-hmm. and you just you didn't see it. So now I'm having to go back to two years ago. The tape didn't get any better. He lost an insane amount of weight uh, when he got sick. And so, yeah, now there's just a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's I, I could I could make the argument that there's a lot of untapped potential there with him. And I get it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, you put me another defensive tackle to throw in their current rotation. I don't feel like that's a that, that's a bad move. I just don't understand the the wide receiver thing. Do you, do you go the wide receiver? Route I don't. I twenty four. No, but I've heard they love Jordan Addison. Right. I keep hearing that they they want to go after another weapon, but for why? I feel like you're good on the weapons. You can never have enough weapons. Yeah, I guess. Look, I mean, the NFL in the whole now, it's you need four. You need four. Well, I've got four. I got three wide receivers and Evan Ingram. Who you've got for a year? I mean, I, look, I, I get it. I, I think in the think the thing that I'm confused by is in the base, he's going to have to rotate with Foley Fatakazi. Which, I mean, makes sense because Brise would be more of a pass rusher. I'm just, I'm not 100% sure how he's going to hold up there. Mm-hmm. The talent is there. It, it, it's, I haven't seen it progress the way I wanted it to. There's a reason we thought this kid was going to go in the top 10 going into the season. Things went differently. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not one of those that thinks he's going to fall into the back of the second round, which I have heard from others. That's, it's a little too far for me. Talented kid, but it's that's you talk about a lottery ticket. That's a lottery ticket, absolutely. And I feel like uh, Jacksonville has enough young talent on that defense that they could afford it. I, I don't disagree with that. It's just that's two picks in a row where you've said a name, and I'm like, oh, I went to type it out and went, nope, nope. that is not the order I thought my fingers were about to go in. <laughs> not that one. All right, Brian Brise. Defensive tackle from Clemson at number 24 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That puts the New York Giants on the clock at number 25. Floster Domus makes the pick next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 
3700 Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The siren song to the sea beckons with a bounteous treasure and a desire that must be fulfilled. Here's your seafood order, Mr. Willem. Well, did you get me wild sashimi tuna? Yes, sir. And the Charleston crab cake, bourbon salmon, and wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa? It's all in the bag. At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Every Friday. The sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. It is the final live mock draft. First round here in the sportsocracy prior to the first round of the draft. Two weeks from today. Cannot wait. All your draft miss coverage right here in the sportsocracy on the YouTube stream, team-by-team content going out more tonight and over the weekend for the next two weeks. We have all of the three-round mock drafts that will now, now no matter who your team is, you will have one of those up on the stream. And then we get into the fun. Seven rounds of commercial-free draftmas. All right, with the odd picks in this uh, first-round mock draft, Jeremy, you own all of these, and at number 25... You're on the clock with the New York Giants. And I feel like you forced my, we forced my hand here because there's not a receiver for me to take. Now, I think they could take one in the second round. I hear you forced my hand, so hit the button. Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. Uh, Cordell Flott weighs about a buck 45. So to think he's going to play on the outside is that's a little much for me. And you give me Deontay Banks and a Dory Jackson, I do not care. You give me the Miami Dolphins. Okay, I have two corners that can run with whatever you throw at me. This kid has screamed up the board because he was so fast. Mm -hmm. And it got us to go back and watch the tape and go, oh, he's actually pretty good. And they didn't have much of a pass rush, so they asked him to do a lot. But the more you watched Maryland, you went, wow, for a defense that was as bad as it was, they were actually pretty talented. I really like this kid. Yeah. I mean, and I say, you're not often going to hear me somebody say somebody that we mock in the first round where I just go, I hate him so much that I can't. <laughs> uh, all right, that brings us to number 26. Oh, before we move on, okay. everything I hear about the Giants is they're either going receiver in round one mm-hmm. or if something like this happens and and just the, the, the entire roster of receivers is gone, they would go corner. Mm-hmm. And Deontay Banks is the the next highest one on my board. Well, that um, that takes me off because Dallas Cowboys sitting at number twenty six. That's who I was gonna take. Why? Because they need a corner. You have Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs. Of of all the things Those this team more? needs, 
you're you, I, I'm going to pin this on the top of our channel and go, the next time somebody tells me, you don't draft for need ever, I swear, to, I, I'm going to trim this and just go, okay, you, you go get him. He's <laughs> mean to me and comes up with stupid nicknames for me. Get him. No, corner is, of all positions. Not a need? Okay. I'm not going to say it's the dead last thing they would take, but it's pretty high. It's pretty high. Pretty high. All right. Um, Well, how about a tight end? Now, that is a much higher that, – that is a much bigger name. You need a tight end? Because Dalton Kincaid is sitting right here. Yeah, that's, that's – And I feel like the Dallas Cowboys and new play caller Mike McCarthy might just pull the trigger. Number 26 overall, Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. If there was a prop bet somewhere where I could bet what position the Dallas Cowboys take in the first round, I would, I would, it would be a number that would be unsettling to many that I would put on tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. The thing I can't figure out which one it is. I think if they had their druthers, it would be Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. Because he more fits what it is that that Mike McCarthy is going to look for because he can block. Now, yep. I feel like Dalton Kincaid gets this reputation that he can't block. He wasn't asked to block very often. His closest comp to me is the tight end he would be replacing. Dalton Schultz. Which is Dalton Schultz. Yep. And, yes, I do see the irony that they have the same first name. I mean, I have seen a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans on social media and when tight end ever comes up, but we have Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. Well, I mean, those guys are those are fun little, uh, you know, guys that you can get behind. But you need, a, you need somebody that could be a star. And neither of those guys are stars. Well, I mean, I, I just look at it that if you add a player of this caliber – to that cowboy offense, I'm not sure how you're supposed to defend them. Because now you've got the the guy that cannot be defended one on one in in CD Lamb. I've got the over the top threat, uh, two of them actually, with Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks. And now I have a tight end that is just going to eat you alive inside with with Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. That opens up a lot for Tony Pollard. Look, I know Cowboy fans won't be John Robinson, and, and I, I really hate to be the one that, that rains on your parade because, you know, I feel like our relationship has improved so much over the last few weeks since you traded for Stephon Gilmore, and I, I you know, I've, I, I said all the nice things. B. John Robinson is not making it to 26. He's not. Under any circumstances, he's not making it down there to you. So unless you want to trade up to get him, you're going to have no B. John Robinson. Indeed. At number 27. What team is it? Come on. It's nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. With all the odd picks, where are you going? I would not have done this a month ago. But now the more I'm looking at Buffalo and I'm I'm trying to fill needs and, and, and do what is going to do what will make me the best going into next year. There is a player that I feel like really fills a hole that that was created by somebody taking a bag elsewhere. Jack Campbell, 
linebacker out of Iowa. Is this not too early for it's a not, linebacker? It's not. I think he's going to be the first one that goes. Because you talk about a kid that can do everything. He is a kid that can do everything. And I, I've I've struggled with Buffalo because I, I think what I believe their needs are and what they believe their needs are are different. I would be looking for an offensive lineman. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I could take Anton Harrison here. I stared at it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I should do. That's what I should do. And I'm going to do not that. <laughs> he has screamed up boards. Uh, and some very well-plugged-in individuals have told me, do not be shocked if Jack Campbell goes in the last five picks of the first round. And as I have gone up and down trying to figure out who that could be with, the only team that makes sense is Buffalo. Okay, Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. He would be a tremendous replacement to Jermaine Edmonds. And that's – I feel like I've done a disservice with linebackers as we have gone through this process because I've made it sound like these top four guys are just completely interchangeable. They are. I don't know that I've ever seen four prospects that play the same position that were so just vehemently different. Mm -hmm. None of them have the same skill set. So you have Campbell here that I take with the bills. Trenton Simpson. I don't, I don't love here, but I don't mind it. Drew Sanders. I absolutely hate. And I'm not as wild about Dayon Henley. Because what I'm looking for this guy to do, Jack Campbell's the only one who can do it. Because mm-hmm. I need you to be able to pass rush a little bit. And he's quite good at that. But I really need you to be able to cover. Because when you watch Buffalo last year, if Tremaine Edmonds was off the field or just whatever the case may be, the defense looked different. And now I'm going to get a full year of that if I don't do something. And is it is it high, which is what you started this with? If you go by value-based drafting and positional value and things like that, maybe. But this is where I fall in with mocks of, okay, I can take – give me a position that, that you think is a need for Buffalo. Running Just, back. Uh, yeah, there's no running back I'm taking here under any circumstances. Because Jameer Gibbs just doesn't fit with them. I was more thinking, like, what are the offensive line spots? Could I take a lineman here? Sure. There's a better chance that I will get a more, not a better player, but a better player compared to what I'm going to get a linebacker. Because if I if I don't take Campbell here, and all four guys I just said are off the board by the time you come up again, uh, you are, this is full Ralph Wiggum time, uh, I'm in danger. Because anybody that can run the ball is going to absolutely annihilate me. And tight ends are going to crush me, especially if I have any kind of issues with with Hyde and Poyer. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll pick it back up after the break with the number 28 pick in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. 
tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The Sportsocracy. Hello, everybody. This is good old J.R. Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. Boy, these boys are smart. You talk about Goofy and a pet coon. Let me tell you something. This show is a legitimate slobber knocker. It is the Sportsocracy and our final live mock draft before draft day coming up in two weeks. Two weeks from today will be the start of the 2023 NFL draft. We'll have each and every pick covered live on the YouTube stream. And there's a great chance that you'll be able to join us live. And we'll tell you how you do that next week. Indeed we will. And uh, we're trading off picks here. Jeremy's got the odd ones. I've got the even ones. We've left off with the number 28 pick with the Cincinnati Bengals. And every mock that I've done, I can't get past something that you said to me, what was this, two weeks ago? Of... Cincinnati wants to move on from one certain player. And a perfect replacement for him sits on the board here for them at number 28. So, with the 28th pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. Yeah. And and look, he's to me, he's going to come in and be more of a immediately he's going to be more of a weapon in the passing game than he is between the tackles. It's really easy to find a running back that can run between the guards. Finding a running back that is this dynamic is much more difficult to do. And this is another one. I'm going to say the same thing about uh, Jameer Gibbs that I just said about uh, Jack Campbell. I've been told he's going in the back end of the first round for over a month. Mm Mm-hmm. As you sit here and look at these teams, and that's how a lot of this information works, is that people start telling you this. And it's it's almost like, you remember the old Goosebump books where you had to flip to a certain page to get the ending to be what you wanted it to yeah. be? That's kind of how this is. They open it up and go, well, and now you you finish it. Many times that's not hard to do. Other times it's a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is going in the first round. I fully believe that at this point. I didn't believe it, and I've hedged my bets on that a little bit. But I, I do think he's going to go in the first round, and the Bengals make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Whether they move off Joe Mixon this year or not, I really, to be honest with you, I don't care. Because the two of them could coexist quite nicely. And then he's the ultimate heir apparent if they don't want to take the dead cap or, or whatever the case may be. You know, Joe Mixon's had some legal issues over the, over the offseason. Mm-hmm. And – there are plenty of reports out there that Cincinnati's tired of this. Yeah. It, I, I mean, and it wouldn't concern me if it was just a one-off. But he's been in trouble before. Well, you had the situation where he pulled the gun on somebody in the gas station. Mm-hmm. Then somebody, uh, some kid got shot outside of his house, and it had something to do with his sister. We've never gotten a full beat on exactly what happened there. It's a lot of red flags. Yep. And and people forget this. Joe Mixon had red flags coming into the league. He did. So – 
it, it, it's it, it's not hard for me to figure out. Well, this is a possibility. Uh, Stephen Tower, resident Bengals fan, said, "Oh yeah, give the Bengals a weapon because they need one of those more than Bengals, than the Ravens do." <laughs> I am going to sit back and did laugh you, did you at want? the comments of this. I swear, I'm going to sit at home. I'm going to pour myself a scotch tonight, light a cigar, and just sit back and read them. Because it's usually me. I'm just curious what what weapon would that have been for the Ravens? Yeah. Oh, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs. Somebody that can, I don't know, catch pass. That's probably where I would have gone. <laughs> and, uh, it's my first time doing this. But those are reaches, this, so. right? Those are reaches in the first round. Yeah. I mean, Does Baltimore do that a yeah. lot? No. Have they ever valued wide receiver? No. Okay. I, just, I, I hate the, the last thing you just said. I absolutely hate. What? I get inundated. With that. We've never done that. Well, have you ever had the chance to do it? Seattle does this with corners all the time. We don't take corners in the first round. Have you ever had a great one? Have you ever had a great one that you just went, no, we we will we'll take another tackle. <laughs> I mean, look, they don't value it, but mm-hmm. well, I, mean, I get it. Yeah. Never had one fall in your lap that was. And they didn't hear. That's why I didn't no, do they that. Didn't. Hey, I, I'm not the one taking I'm just, shots. I'm just defending okay? myself because. Tal's really all in his feelings that they took a guard. Gosh, we. It's the only pick you've had so far where I just went, oh, Billy. Missed it by that much. Missed it by that much. <laughs> all right, let's move on to number 29. Uh, this is a pick of mine. And if you've heard me talk about the New Orleans Saints over the last few months, well, really more the last few weeks than the last few months. Mm-hmm. This should come as really no surprise to you. Gotta hit the button. That was your call. I wanted to hit it once. Y'all came to the conclusion <laughs> we had to do it every single pick. Looking at me like I'm a jerk. And you chose this, not me. Kalaja Kansi, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. They're in love with him. It's not so much they're in love with him. It's that all of the information is that they plan on adding an interior defensive line piece, and I'm reading tea leaves of what that's going to look like. Because, all right, so I'll take a player you took earlier. I wouldn't understand Brian Breeze at all. I just don't get it. I, I don't think he's – because that's another piece that is, is he going to hold up and now he gets into a rotation? Well, I've already got rotational pieces. Kalaja Kansi, I think, comes into this league and is a three-down defensive tackle immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't care how tall he is. Now, the Aaron Donald comparisons, those are stupid. I get that he's short, I get that he's a defensive tackle, and I get that he played at Pittsburgh. That is where the similarities between those two stop. Because Aaron Donald is freak of nature strong, and he was when he came into the draft. Mm-hmm. Kalaja Kansi is strong. He's way more athletic than he is strong. And I, I just... To me, it's a perfect fit for the two. And I would be shocked if he got out of the first round. I'd be nominally shocked if he got this far, but, it, but every time I do this, he finds a way to do it. Right. Because if he doesn't go in the top 20, I look from 21 to 28, uh, unless somebody trades in front of New Orleans, I don't see not one of those teams even acknowledging him. So uh, that's how you wind up with a player like this. 
You got the value where it fits right there. It's a need for a certain team, and nobody around them has that same need. All right, two picks left here in the first round. Number 30 belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got a lot of Eagles fans. So we do. No pressure. We do have a lot of Philadelphia Eagles and, fans. And I'm not going to lie to you. They're, they're a little upset. Well, and they can be very mean people. Too. A little upset that, not that I care. there has not been an edge rusher. That they, Bob Brown said that he he wanted to trade up to get an edge rush, to get Lucas, Lucas Van Ness. And I wouldn't hate that. No. Don't be shocked if the Eagles are one of the teams on this board that they, they use the capital. Mm-hmm. Certain teams do that. Certain teams don't. Philadelphia's the one that does. Yep. But in this scenario, they stay at number 30. And, oh, look, an edge rusher has fallen in their laps. It's Miles Murphy. Edge rusher out of Clemson. Let's, let's give it up. Let's give it up for Tank. That's, that's, that's solid value right there. I feel like I've gotten a bad rap that like Miles Murphy did something to me and I just have a, I have a huge problem with him. Look, people, all I do, the information goes in my ear, marinates in the old brain. I regurgitate it back at you. That's it. I want you to think of what Claylin Farrell would have been had he not been the fourth pick. If you'd taken him at the back end of the first round, Watch him, now that he's in San Francisco, watch him go out there, be a true, honest, genuine situational pass rusher, and watch him have kind of a career resurgence. Because everybody with a pulse that's rushed the passer for San Francisco over the last few years, except uh, Javon Kinlaw, has been good at it. He was put in a bad situation with the Raiders. I look at Miles Murphy much the same way. Because two of the teams that I have seen him mocked to a lot are the Eagles and the Seahawks. Those are two tremendously different situations. Because in Philadelphia, what is he to start off with? In the rotation, was he the four? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a a situation where I can get you in. You really understand the, the system. You really buy in. Really hit the weight room. Get the body right. And learn how to be a pro. Seattle? And I love Seattle's roster. He's probably the second best pass rusher on that team the minute he walks in the door. Yep. And that's why I love one of them. And I'm I, I will say I'm I'm lukewarm to the other. Him in Philadelphia to me is I'm not gonna tell you to be an A plus because I feel like there are a couple other edge guys that are in the same they're in the same general vicinity as him. But I also can't say that I would have even a, a negative word to say about it. I'm not as down on Miles Murphy as everybody m- makes it out to be. And, and that's on me. I've made it sound that way. Right. I'm down on him in the top 20 because mm-hmm. he does not belong there under any circumstances. I don't think he, I don't think he makes it out of the first round. At some point, I feel like there's one of these teams or there may even be somebody who wants to move up back into the end of the first round to get him. Because I think his ceiling is that high. It it can be. I'm not sure that I'm to the point where uh, there's another player that's coming up with the next pick that, okay, if we're talking about sheer pass rushing ability, yeah, he's better. Miles Murphy has the, the, the potential to be a three-down defensive end. He's probably the last one of these guys that has that potential, so – that's where that would make sense to me. I'm just not sure who that team would possibly be. 
All right, the final pick of the first round belongs to the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. You're reigning, defending champions of the world. And this is this is just what Kansas City does. All right, we sit here, we 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 let you the you the other thirty one teams, you get to play with all your toys and do what it is you want to do, and we'll sit here and take Will McDonald the fourth. Edge out of Iowa State. Am I telling you he's ever good against the run? No. I mean, he probably he could probably hold up. He's super thin. But you want me to tell you a real good way to uh, curtail that? Put him next to Derek Naughty and uh, Chris Jones. That tends to help. Mm-hmm. When you have two gigantic guys on the interior, which means they're going to deal with one-on-ones constantly, that's the way to deal with that. Worst case scenario, he is Elvis Doomerville. Because that's who I've compared him to. Worst being, case. That's worst case. That's pretty good. It is. And people remember that one really good year. I'm not saying he's going to hit that. I'm saying he's an undersized guy that plays 25 to 35 snaps a game. And I just tell him, you go kill quarterbacks. That's what that is the whole reason you're in the NFL. Could the the range of 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 moves he have be improved yeah but in kansas city i have all the time in the world to teach you that because this team is deep they draft well and and i can be patient because you don't have to be the best pass rusher on this team mm-hmm. i need you to come in and play 30 percent of the snaps to start with and as we go along we'll increase that and who knows i i, I say this every time we talk about the draft the league is getting smaller and faster three years from now he might be able to hold up against the run because everything gets smaller and now he's not a grossly undersized defensive end. Now he's about average. Mm-hmm. All right, there it is. Your uh, first round mock draft in the books. We'll, we will not do another oh, one. Oh, it's sad. Live. It's, it's the last live one we do. I don't know what to do with myself. But it's not the last mock draft that's going to be out there. We, oh, no. We have uh, team by team, three-round mock drafts. The ones that we haven't done are coming out on the channel tonight on the YouTube stream. Then we start with Jeremy's A-plus mock drafts, team by team, which is in a vacuum, Best case scenario, this is who falls to your pick, or this is who you go and get in the first round, or in the in all seven rounds of the draft. Those will be going out next week. This weekend, or excuse me, this weekend, those go out. And then we have the actual seven-round prognostication by Addy ESPN Draft Nerd that'll go out the week of the draft. That's the one where Jeremy has to go into the darkness retreat for two days to make sure he gets all the pick numbers right and gets all the... More goes into that than people think. Mm -hmm. You cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and see what you come up with. You are in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. When we come back from the break, there is uh, big news in the NFL. There's a preliminary deal in place. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. 
Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. A few moments left in the program here, and the big news out of the NFL today is not that it's draft day in two weeks, but it's that the Washington Commanders are one step closer, supposedly, to a deal. I love how much traction this story is getting because basically nothing that came out today means squat. No, there's a preliminary Mm -hmm. deal in place. This is basically the NFL's way of saying it's last call, last call for bid a hole. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you would like to be the next owner of the Washington Commanders, now would be the time to uh, put your best offer out there. Yep. Uh, Sources telling ESPN's Adam Schefter today that there is a, quote, preliminary non-exclusive agreement to sell the Commanders obviously from the Snyders, Daniel and Tanya Snyder, will sell it supposedly to the Josh Harris group. This is the, uh, he owns the, which which one of the Philadelphia 76ers? Magic Johnson is a part of this bidding group as well. They probably ultimately win. And this is just an absolute, I'm not going to say it's an overreaction because if you're a Washington Commander fan, I understand why you're looking at this going, thank God. Mm-hmm. And the price, $6.05 billion. So the report that the last report that we had that they had a fully funded $6 billion offer on the table. Well, and then there was the story that, oh, so-and-so is offering $6 billion too. And so is uh, Apostolopoulos. They're offering $6 billion as well. Well, they just went okay. We'll we'll throw in another fifty million, and well, give and that's us the team. and that's basically what this. That's the the takeaway here, because I would wager all of these bids are really close to each other. Mm-hmm. And what the reason this came out? Because ask yourself, who wants you to know that? The reason this came out is this is basically the NFL saying, if all things are equal, we prefer the Josh Harris group. Yes, that's who will win if if nobody steps up with more money. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be a little surprised if anybody gave up more. Well, Tillman Fertitta apparently has, according to reports, he has gone. I'm doing no more than the Forbes valuation, which is five point eight. Yes. So he's not going over that. He's not getting to the six billion dollar mark, which was initially what Dan Snyder said he wanted for this team. Well, I mean, and the thing that a lot of these groups are running into is okay so we spent six billion dollars to to fund the 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 purchase of the team now we got to deal with the stadium Mm -hmm. so now you got a whole nother headache that could be a a, a, quite a chunk of money out of your pocket so i i would say it probably does end up being josh harris 
but just okay. Don't, this is the NFL slow news day. Last call for Ben Hall. Yep. The soonest that a deal is expected to happen is, uh, or, or is the approval of a deal is in May when there's the next round of owners meetings. May 22nd through the 24th, they meet in Minneapolis. That's where the vote is expected to occur. That doesn't mean we won't have a deal in place before then. Again, this is not official. This is not final word. This is just, hey, we've got $6.05 billion on the table. Anybody else want to step up and beat that bid? And I would say no. It's probably six. It's probably six billion dollars, and we will be rid of Mark or uh, I about said Mark Cuban. <laughs> we'll be rid of Daniel Snyder before this season starts. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We'll be back with you tomorrow at three, right here on ESPN Asheville. Coming up tonight on the YouTube stream. Be looking forward to the uh, the last of the three round mock drafts videos coming out. And then it's on to the seven rounders, which will start tomorrow.